Okay, so probably arguably one of the most hotly contested topics at the moment. This is, I mean, this has almost become like a team sport as such, you know, like team low carb versus team high carb, um, which is quite funny because when you actually look at all of the research, really, it actually doesn't really matter what you do. There's actually really no difference. Um, and for the majority of people, it just really comes down to personal preference, to be honest. But that being said, let's have a look at some of the research. So... Sartorius et al, great name by the way, does high carbohydrate intake lead to increased risk of obesity? They came to the conclusion that on the basis of the current study, it cannot be concluded that a high carb diet or increased percentage of total energy intake in the form of carbohydrates increases the odds of obesity. Okay, next, overweight and diabetes prevention. Is a low carbohydrate, high fat diet recommendable? Fred Brown's. They come to the conclusion that any diet type resulting in reduced energy intake will result in weight loss and related favourable metabolic and functional changes. And they went on to conclude that lifestyle intervention in people at high risk of developing type 2 diabetes while maintaining a relative carbohydrate-rich diet results in long-term prevention of progression to type 2 diabetes and is generally seen as safe. Next, we have comparison of weight loss diets with different compositions of fat, protein and carbohydrates by Sachs et al. And they concluded that reduced calorie diets result in clinically meaningful weight loss regardless of which macronutrients they emphasise. Next, the International Society of Sports Nutrition Position Stand Diets and Body Composition by Alan Aragon et al., They came to a wide range of conclusions, but the one that I'll point out is that a wide range of dietary approaches, low-fat to low-carb slash ketogenic and all points in between, can be similarly effective for improving body composition. To date, no controlled inpatient isocaloric diet comparison where protein is matched between groups has reported a (laughs) clinically... Meaningful fat loss or thermic advantage to the low-carb or ketogenic diet. And they also went on to basically say that this invalidates the carbohydrate insulin hypothesis of obesity, which is another topic for another time. Next, uh, one strike against low-carbohydrate diets by Roberts et al., which refers to the Kevin Hall paper. And they basically showed that low-carbohydrates did not cause greater body fat loss. And then finally, um, Gardner et al, 2016, weight loss on low-fat versus low-carbohydrates diets by insulin resistance status amongst overweight adults and adults with obesity. Now, this one is particularly interesting because basically this showed that there was substantial weight loss was achieved overall, but a significant diet times insulin resistant status interaction was not observed. And this was particularly interesting because it showed that actually people with insulin resistance managed to lose 7 kilograms whilst eating a diet that can comprise of 57% carbohydrates, which is pretty high, especially with the whole insulin resistance deal. Um, And just to put that into context, for like an average in, you know, inverted commas, 80 kilograms sedentary male, that would actually equate to over 300 grams of carbs a day. Um, which, you know, 
is twice the amount of what would be considered a very generic low-carb classification diet of 150 grams or less. And that was just interesting what with the whole insulin resistance deal. So what can you take from this? Like I say, do what you feel is best, really. Like I say, this has almost become like a team sport because, you know, you'll, you'll present this all of this evidence to, to people, which is, you know, so conclusive. And, you know, people also, you get people who prefer low-carb. They'll say, well, low-carb, you know, I managed to get all your great results. Or keto, the same. And then you'll get, like, vegans saying basically all I eat is carbs. And then you'll get all the people that train and lose weight whilst eating 500 grams of carbs a day. And it's almost become like a team sport, um, you know, sort of going against each other. But in my opinion, the research is actually probably the best thing that could come out of everything because it basically says that healthy, health, you know, health conditions aside, for the vast majority of us, it really doesn't matter what you do. You know, the first and foremost, the thing that matters is food amount. So, you, you know, you set your food amount. Secondly, you set your protein amount. And then what you do with your carbs and fat is basically up to you. It's personal preference. If you like carbs, eat some. If you're not bothered by them, don't eat as many. You know, what matters more than anything is adherence. So set the amounts that you're most likely to stick to on a consistent basis. Because I think, you know, what you can take from this really is that, you know, all diets work in the same way. They create a negative energy balance and they promote the consumption of whole, minimally processed foods. The differences between them are basically just personal preference. You know, a little bit more fat, a little bit less. You know, that's basically all it is. So in my opinion, you know, this is literally the best outcome that could come from the research. Essentially, do what you prefer and works best for you.